0: Oscar Poker Sorry, I'm just having no end of trouble. Hey, hey, Phil.
1: No end of what?
0: No end of trouble. I, I had to restart my router because I couldn't get this computer to sign on to the Internet for some weird reason. I don't know why, but now it's fine. It seems to be. Right. So hopefully we won't no. have any interruptions.
1: Uh, I just wanted to extend uh, my uh, immense uh, uh, sympathy for having twice been assaulted by uh, malware. Uh, mm. Now, that is that a euphemism? for some malicious person or persons trying to do you in. What's going on?
0: <laughs> um well, part of my one of my weaknesses as a person is that I think I can do everything myself and so I've been programming my site, you know, for 12 years by by myself and you know, like Phil recommended somebody to help and another person also did. I mean, at this point I think I need to hire someone to, guard, you know, take care of the site. Um, I think it's either one of two things. The paranoid view would be it's someone who's out to get me and wants to target my site, Uh right, which is possible. Uh Um, And the other is that it's just that somehow they try to hit as many sites as they can until they find a a site that's vulnerable and Uh that it's just computer-generated malware. It has its own... Um, viciousness you know and evolution and it's like a, a virus it just keeps going and it's not really powered by any one person usually when like for instance 4chan if 4chan wants to take you down they they don't do it with malware they they like hit your server all at once from a whole different from from everywhere and so it shuts your server down because there's just too many people trying to connect mm-hmm but obviously, there's no reason why 4chan would go after me, you know? <laughs> so it's not that. Um, What's
1: 4chan? Tell me. Um, I'm sorry to be slow. Oh,
0: 4chan? Um, That's what that is. How uh, do we explain what 4chan is, Phil? Uh,
1: forget <laughs> <It's> it. <most laughs> I, simple, use, it. I don't want to. All you know, you know, right, right, right. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to uh, digress things. Uh, okay, okay.
0: Did you get a new mic, Jeff?
1: Of course not. Why would oh. I get a new mic? Why would I go out and actually do what I said I've been trying <laughs> to do for the last several weeks? I'd, Why would I change anything in my life? I other was than just, just. Do the same old thing.
0: I was wondering because it sounded better and maybe. Oh, I'm,
1: fine. Okay. I'm glad it sounds good.
0: Okay. So, well, anyway, welcome back, Phil, after a, a short hiatus.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I had to get my uh, loafers
2: clink. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: That's right. <laughs>
1: Um, so what happened? Let's let's review what happened um, 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 last weekend uh, box office wise. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, I guess it was not a, uh, really a surprise that Captain America was going to um, outgun uh, Harry Potter because so many people saw Harry Potter the previous weekend and that audience was probably spent. I mean they had to see it right away. So what was left was a second place. Uh, well, you do it, you do it. Tell me what happened.
2: Yeah, I'm still a little surprised because we thought uh, Harry Potter would at least hit $50 million in its sophomore per frame, and it, it only did 48. so uh-huh. I think we're, what we're seeing is repeat viewings are just not as strong.
0: Oh, as wow, really?
2: Uh, yeah, um, or either that or, or people got it out of their system. They went to see it, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then went again on, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, so they did, you know, bang, bang, you know, okay, I, I've seen it twice, and, and now I'm um, but yeah, I mean, Captain America is uh, the as long as the estimate holds up when the actuals are released this afternoon, it'll be the biggest superhero opening of the summer uh, with top four, um, which is kind of surprising because I thought there was kind of a, a superhero fatigue setting in, but I think that was just with Green Lantern because it was an unredeemable you know piece of garbage. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, you know, people people showed up uh, showed up for this for sure and. Um, it's kind of a, I guess, for the you know, fans of the film, I don't know how they'll do a sequel, um, at least in that time setting. Um, you know, I guess spoiler warning here. Um, Jeff, you've seen the movie, right?
1: Captain America? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I was a, big surpri- a very surprised uh, convert and a big fan. Um, um, I, I suddenly found myself really liking a uh, superhero movie, which... Uh, um, I, I I hate the genre in general, and I was really surprised. So. Hmm.
2: Really? Yeah, I was not a fan. I mean, I oh really? I'm, also, I'm just yeah, I'm just tired of the the superhero films, and I think it. But it's not
1: a superhero. For, it, it's it uh, invests in an old fashioned. Um, um, 1942, uh, 1943 uh, concept of that when it worked. See, it's whole. It's a whole different thing now. It's kind of a uh, glossy, overused, cynical trope. But, but back in the, in the World War II, there was the idea of heroism, and people really did believe in it, and the country believed in it. And the whole it fits back then, you know.
2: Yeah, but the whole formula is basically the same. It's you know, guy gets superpowers. Uh, yes. Same, you know, same he form. stumbles a bit. Yeah, and I, I'm just, I can't, I don't want to see another one of them. I'm, I'm just so tired of it. Um, and, you know, I think it has a lot to do with what Christopher Nolan did with the, the Batman franchise because he just t- took these kind of films and, and really went above and beyond what anybody, he thought anybody could ever do with them. And now everything else seems like, you know, Child's Play to
1: now, did, were you not really impressed by the uh, by the CG in which they took Chris Evans' uh, face and put it on a little body? And, and I thought that was wonderful. I really thought I that that's, was.
2: Oh yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock that. At, sure, I mean, yeah. in a Benjamin Button, you know, I mean, I, I've seen it before. It's nothing that groundbreaking anymore. And right. uh, impressive CG only works for you know ten minutes or so, and then you're stuck with the story, and, and whether you like that or not. Yeah. CG can't say that. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I wasn't, a, wasn't a fair. Have you seen it Sasha? No?
0: I haven't seen it, but I think I'm going to probably end up agreeing with you. Um, uh fill on it, just because I do have superhero fatigue. I have so much superhero fatigue that I'm really looking forward to Planet of the Apes, the rise of the Planet of the
1: Apes. Because now, why like, didn't you want to see that one, Sasha? You, I mean, I know you don't see things as often as you could or should, in, but, but why didn't you want to go to see uh, Captain America?
0: Captain America. I just had no pressing need. I mean, if I if I was to take my, my daughter to the movies um, now, I'd take her to see that, because it's got good word of mouth, and it's the movie, you know, it's the only movie really to go out and see, so I'd probably take her. It's not like I personally have any reason to. There's no mm-hmm. um, Oscar angle on it, right? So
1: it's. You, one it, never finally knows about these things. You have no, to. No, I agree that. But, but really,
0: what what would be the any Oscar angle with that? I, are the special effects so good that they might get.
1: Maybe. I mean, an uh, I'll tell you, the CG is really. Um, as I was just saying, it's fascinating in the way they, re- they shrink Chris Evans into a 98-pound into a weakling. Who's very short and slender. It, I, I was really impressed. I've never seen anything. Uh, uh, I know that face pasting be, was very common, and we all got used to the idea with Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. But this was uh, to me. It was a little bit better than that. So yeah. there's only really one scene, wasn't there? When Gr- Brad Pitt was kind of staggering across the stage as an old man. That's what everybody was talking about. And he's uh, he's used uh, that technique is used uh, uh, to uh, to a uh, to a much greater degree, with several scenes and several different angles, it's pretty pretty cool.
0: Mm. So. Okay, well then that's that's possible that that it would, and the fact that it's getting such you know good buzz mostly that that also helps it in terms of competing with all these other movies for visual effects. But I think, given that it's the last Harry Potter movie, I think it's that movie's pretty got pretty much has that category sewn up, along with some of the other tech awards.
1: Do you think that you're? Um, Transformers.
0: And maybe competing with Transformers, yeah. Transformers yeah. is yeah. just so bad, though, isn't it? It's not as bad as yeah. the others, but.
1: You haven't seen Transformers either, <laughs> Sasha. You got to go to these awful movies. Yeah. I know. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's movie.
0: terrible. I have no excuse. No.
1: For potentially, um, um, you know. Um, this is the horrible thing that. The realm of of being quality you have to expose yourself to, to potential crap in order to see the, the good stuff.
0: Well, I, I don't know about that. Transformers is a movie I don't think I ever need to see. But the thing is, is that doing these podcasts is really exposing my um, my um my lack of desire to see movies that aren't Oscar movies. You know, it's there's no way to really track this stuff if you're not writing about it. But since we have to talk every week, we have to check in every week, and it's just glaringly yeah. obvious that I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> go out and see these movies. Going into hibernation
2: until. Going into hibernation. You know, yeah. you're on a now, hey Phil, hey, yeah.
1: may I ask you? You seem to be doing what I do because I'm too lazy to go out to um, Guitar Center and get a new um, uh, um, mixing box. You're talking through your microphone in your computer, right?
2: No, I'm actually I'm at a, a friend's house. Long story, oh, finally! Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm using, he has he has headphones. I had to evacuate my apartment. Some doofus on the third floor left his water running.
3: Oh no!
0: Um, and
2: yeah, they flooded my ceiling.
0: Oh <laughs> Phil, that's so horrible.
2: That, yeah, that's the story behind <laughs> that. Well, the good thing is i do not have to pay rent for half a month.
0: Yeah, I yes. have to
2: mooch up with My friends, so
0: that's it's, a nice yeah. upside. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, am I coming through? Okay.
0: Yeah, your little your sound's a little low, but we can hear you pretty well. Um, I'm not really sure how we make your sound higher. You don't higher. sound
1: as vivid as Sasha does. I'll tell you, there's a I don't know how bad or how good I sound, but you sound weak compared to Sasha. Well, matter?
0: he's just low. His volume output is low, and right. I tried to um, boost the input for me on this end, but mm. um, it's just if you have like a, a volume input output fill on that computer, um, you might want to just yeah. boost it a little bit. Is it a Mac? No, it's a PC. Is that better? No? That's better. Yeah, that's better. Okay.
2: Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, okay, cool, cool. So, um,
2: so last thing, of- I guess, or, do we want to stay on box office for a yeah, little please. bit? By all means, yes. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the last thing I bring up is, is Friends with Benefits. Uh, it fell just short of beating No Strings Attached. Uh, no Strings Attached opened to 19.7. Friends with Benefits, the estimate now is at 18.5. Um, we thought it, it was going to actually be no strings attached. So something happened here with um, just not hitting the base, or, or maybe more of the base went for Captain America instead. But everything online was kind of indicating that it, it had a shot at, at topping no strings attached. But even the fact that it came close is pretty impressive because they're at, at their heart, you know, the same basic premise. So for it to pull that off is quite an accomplishment if
1: you had been running the marketing campaign for uh, for the Jason, uh, Justin Timberlake uh, Mila Kunis movie did, would you be expecting that it would have done better than the previous one that's exactly like this that was with uh, Natalie Portman and um,
3: mm.
1: you know would you have presumed that people would say oh yeah let's do this all over again in force
2: yeah, yeah I, I think that's what the expectations were a lot of you know what I heard off the record and everything was that yeah it, it had a had a shot at beating it Uh um and i think what it comes down to is that they were more confident about the chemistry because i know a lot of the complaints about no strings attached um they came out it was that you know ashton kutcher and natalie portman they you didn't buy them as a couple and i think here people audiences just seemed based on the trailer that they saw they they were buying um, justin timberlake and mila kunis as, as a couple more um yeah, which is fine, and that—that's, you know, that's the only thing that really matters with romantic comedies. Really, you don't buy the people falling in love, then you know you're not going to show up.
1: Um, so, all right, what's going to happen this coming weekend, Phil, with uh, Cowboys and Aliens? We had discussed uh, maybe a week or two back, or maybe it was just Sasha and I actually. Uh, that it seems to have, uh, based upon this uh, chart, that ran in the la times uh it seems to have a very uh low interest levels Um uh, the, the tracking was not good what do you pick up the, right now
2: yeah i mean we're, we're thinking that it's gonna open to 36 million right now um but i can i mean the, the week leading up to release is really key i mean we can drop that by six seven million or, or whatever by the time wednesday rolls around once we start looking close you know looking at the signs and um yeah, I mean, I, I think people are going to show up. I mean, it's the the talent involved in it is so impressive that even if people have mixed feelings about it, it's almost kind of what I like to refer to as a no-brainer, where you know it has Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig, and it's from the guy who did Iron Man. People are just going to show up. They might not be passionately talking about it on uh, on Twitter, you know what I mean? But the the interest I think is still there in it. And I you know there uh, the appearances at Comic Con by you know, Spielberg and. And everybody certainly helps because that hmm. you know, it gets it out there. Um, so, yeah, and yeah, I, I won't worry about it yet, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, people, it's not, I mean, to it's, it's judge a movie two or three weeks out is kind of difficult because, you know, people kind of, with with more entertainment options going on and more, more things that you have to choose from in terms of what you can do on a Friday night, people are deciding a lot closer to a release date if they actually want to go to see something. Right. So that's why the, the numbers you see on, like, Wednesday and Thursday on Facebook and Twitter, um, those are the, the real telling, kind of, okay, this is either in trouble or it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how it shakes out. Well, the sounds- reviews are kind of mixed at this point, right? Huh? The reviews are mixed at this point, I think. Um, they're, it's not across-the-board enthusiastic.
1: According to the two trades, uh, it was pretty... Uh- Pretty generally okay. Um, there was a person from the rap who uh, happened to attend who felt it was just a you know straight action film with a lot of thrills and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was um, <clears throat> the deadline. Uh, uh, um, the deadline guys was saying that it's uh, uh, you know flawed, but not uh, but it certainly got a rise out of the audience. And you know uh, what you're saying, mixed, means that some people flat out didn't like it. I didn't get that. Where'd you, where'd you read a, a pan?
0: Uh, well, we Some pan of the it, Twitters yeah. were coming in pretty negative. Oh, okay. I thought that's right. what I was reading. Some, like, I hated that movie. It was terrible, you know. Um, okay. Enough to make me think it'll be mixed, yeah.
1: So you're not going to go to either uh, Crazy Stupid Love or... Oh, God. Or which, which, which ones you're not going to see this week? Sasha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to try to catch some screenings. You know, if there's some, if there's some interesting movies out there for screens. What about this? Uh... You're
1: not going to go tonight to Crazy Stupid Love. That, <sighs> that, that, you're, you're, you've decided that already. Because <laughs> that I hear. Well, who knows?
0: I, you know, I feel like um, at my age, I just. And I don't have to cover it. Like, I think, Jeff, you have to cover it. Phil has to cover it. I don't really have to cover it. Nobody's coming to my side to read what I have to say about that movie. And there's no reason for me to see it. And I'd rather spend my time doing stuff that I know sounds horrible. It's like, why are you doing a podcast on movies? My apologies. I mean, I do the Oscar thing. That's what I do. And I don't really want to waste my time with a shitty movie.
1: (laughs) It's not necessarily a shitty movie. Oh, come on. It's going to be crap. You know it is. I mean... It might have... uh, Here's the thing. Number one, I like to read your perceptions. I like to read your judgments about movies, period. And I don't think you should limit yourself to only the fall season movies because you see things and put things in perspective in a very nice way that I like reading. So I don't want you to just limit yourself to, you know, September to December 31st and ignore the rest of the year. I know that the odds indicate that that's, you're, you're saving yourself for the best. But I still want to read, you know, your stuff. Yeah. The, way,
0: the way it boils down to me is it's a really easy decision. I've got a 13-year-old who's only going to be home with me for a few more years. And I want to have the most time I could spend with her. And it has to be a really good movie to make me spend an evening without my kid or bring her with me right so it's, it's almost always an easy decision stupid shitty movie that's gonna make me sit there for two hours and i'm gonna hate <laughs> I'm right, no,
1: well, that, or yeah, you know, uh, phil and i were talking about this privately before we began but there was a uh, not just suggest or imply that i believe that it's crazy stupid love and is an exceptionally good film however peter de bruges did write about it very favorably
0: oh he read? did in what way I mean, I'll read his review, but basically what does he say? I mean, I shouldn't say it's going to be terrible. Maybe it will be good. Maybe it will be that one in a million, you know, exception to the rule that these...
1: You're uh, basing it upon the the trailer, which you thought... uh, uh, Convinced you, you know, indicated to you that it was going to be. Um, uh, uh, it's
0: it's really close-minded of me. Yeah. I like all of the actors in it. Right. I will see the movie. I will see it. I, it's just not something I want to rush out to see right this second. Like tonight. Here's what he, wrote.
1: he said in the time before uh, 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 raunchy R-rated laughers competed for the how low can you go prize. The demand for mature, grown-up romantic comedies resulted in picks as wise and wonderfully character-driven as Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, well, good. He, That's he, great. Uh, past, you know, putting it in the past tense, old-fashioned as that might sound, there's a fresh, insightful feel to this multi-generational love story in which square dad Steve Carell kinds of, finds himself taking dating tips from ultra-slick lady killer Ryan Gosling yeah. after getting tossed back into the single scene.
0: Um, and I'm sure they're both great. They, you know, I even like Date Night with, with Steve Carell. You know, I, I definitely, I shouldn't have just jumped and said it's, it's a terrible, crappy movie. I apologize. I, I didn't mean that. I just mean that, for me, I don't get these invites like you do for these kind of movies. I only get the Oscar stuff. So if I want to see a movie like this, I have to really double down and chase down a publicist. And that's what
1: it. I do half the time. Because, uh, you know, they, half of them think I'm still back in New York, so I have to call everybody and say, may I please attend this? And they they always say, sure.
0: But you're Jeff Wells. You just have to pick up the phone. You can get in anywhere, anytime, anywhere you want. You could show up if you're not even on the list, and you'll get in. <laughs> it's not like that for the rest. Do you know, Phil, Jeff once dragged me all the way down in can to the screen... <laughs> This fox screening of of Wall Street 2 of all movies. It's like that's how it is at film festivals. You're just clamoring in to get to a movie that they have to beg you to see later, you know? It's like. But Jeff was like, Come on, just show up. They'll let you in. You're Sasha Stone of Awards Daily. They'll let you in. He drags me. We're sweating, walking all these blocks. He's like, Come on. We had like three minutes to get there. We finally get there. And of course, no, I'm sorry. You're not on the list. (laughs) <laughs> oh. and, like, you're dave in front of, of like dave carger course. and all these people i was like oh okay thanks sorry bye
1: <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> i mean,
2: I, mean I, I always take the attitude of, well, i hope you no know, publicists are listening to this but i mean i i just say whatever it takes to get into something um i remember <laughs> antichrist, antichrist finally played in new york and you know we have our box office we have our, our trade magazine that's been around for a while and I'm sitting there, you know, waiting to, to get into the, the screening of it. It's, it's a pretty exclusive thing. And they ask me, is this for the trade magazine? Because if it's for the, the website, you can't go to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm basically entirely working for the website. Yeah. So I just told her, yeah, yeah, it's for the trade magazine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, and I go. I mean, whatever. Right? That, that's just my attitude. That's that. hilarious. <laughs>
0: I love it. You should. I mean, if you, you know, you yeah. definitely should. You definitely should. But you know, this crazy, stupid love movie. I will see it. I'll probably, ironically, end up watching it over and over again on when it comes on cable. You know, but um, but and as far as the, the screen- thing about
1: about good taste in movies, you have excellent taste. You you know how to recognize quality when you see it and you write well about it. But uh, as uh, you know, Truffaut once said. You know, to in order to refine and really sharpen one's sense of value and, ta- and good taste, you have to expose yourself to to, to shit. You have to see <laughs> bad movies. It's like, you know, uh, uh, taste is a result of a thousand distastes. It, mm, it, you have to uh, know. It just makes you appreciate the good stuff all the more if you sit through the so-sos and the not-so-goods and the awfuls.
0: Yeah, that's sort of the yin-yang and philosophy, right? You can't know light unless you know darkness. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm sure it'll be good. You know, actually, the bitter truth of it is I have a birthday party I have to go to tonight, so I couldn't go to it oh. <laughs> So it's sort of moot, but I, I can't wait to hear what you think of it. Mm. I hope it turns out to be okay and not, you know, just completely pandering to, you know, the status quo, which is what right. I hate about those romantic comedy movies. It's like everything always turns out in the end, and, you know, mm. we support, you know, marriage, and we support, you know, this this sort of um romantic ideal of love. You know, it's just so predictable. From
1: remember the two guys who did um, I love you Philip Morris. Did you see that Sasha? No. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> you give up, right? You just give up. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I could lie and say that I saw it, but I uh, I don't want to lie. So Um well, anyway, it,
1: moving it, on. <laughs> these guys are not um are not the, the, you know they're smart, and and that was a pretty uh, audacious film. It didn't work. I guess people didn't want to see it, obviously, but it was uh, um, it was out there, and it was uh, it was no uh, schmaltzy go along conventional movie. Mm. So they're they they've got um, you know they've got smarts and an edge, and I think that they're uh, that's why I'm kind of into seeing this.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that that definitely does make it sound more intriguing. Yeah. Now,
1: now, since you're since you're not seeing anything this week, um, you should really, really think about seeing the guard, though. And have, have you seen that, Phil? No, I haven't. I don't
2: know if they're screening that yet. Now, that's
1: definitely, in my book, uh, uh, something that um, may result in a in an acting nomination for Brendan Gleeson.
3: Hmm.
1: You know, it's uh, certainly on the Spirit Award level, and you know, conceivably because he's really great. It's probably the best thing he's ever done, and it's uh, and it's extremely well written. Uh, it's written by the brother of martin of uh, playwright martin Mcdonough
3: hmm.
1: uh who is um uh, uh, his name is John Michael Mcdonough but basically i think he's the younger brother but basically it's a very um it's one of those wonderful uh, uh scripts that is uh, Nominally, about uh, trying to catch drug dealers and about you know who killed the cop and all that stuff. but what it is is that everything is a digression. They start talking about a clue or or uh, the wife who's distraught about her husband having been shot, but they immediately digress in almost every line of dialogue into some uh, riff about culture or about uh, you know he. Everything digresses into into common kind of intimate talk about life in general. So that it, he uses the, um, the 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 thriller, the cop thriller framework to just make something much more, much more intriguing, much funnier, much more intriguing. Um, and it's really worth seeing for the for the writing alone, and as I said, for Brendan Gleason's performance. So. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely check that out.
1: On DVD, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Someday, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm telling you. you that, I'm so joking. I'm, begun with the guard. You can't ignore the guard. Now that's not. Yeah, I don't. Care I what. won't
0: ignore it. I promise. I won't ignore it. And listen, has have, have either of you seen that Miranda July movie? Yes.
1: Um, no. No. But I, I, I said right away because I I saw her and and um, you know attended a thing of hers uh, last weekend, but. No, I didn't see it. Have you?
0: No, but they just sent out that screening um, invita- invitation for it. So I was wondering if you were going to go either. Marina
1: Bailey? Hmm? Did yeah. Marina mm-hmm. Bailey sent right. it out? Yeah. Uh, I'll no, forward it to that's you. Not, I, I had asked her uh, last week about this. No, I did not. I'll ask her, though. Thanks for reminding me. I wanted to see it. Um, so I'm going to go. Are you going to go?
0: Um, pro- I'm going to try to, yeah. Let's okay. submit. Let me make sure that it's um, not a New York invitation. Sometimes they say, so oh, no, it's from. it's Friday, July 29th at, at 11 a.m. Oh, that's perfect for me. I can okay. do it at 11 a.m. Um, it's called... Uh, a Future. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it, Phil?
2: No, I keep getting the invites, but I haven't, I haven't been to see it yet.
0: Yeah, I know. It sounds interesting, though, doesn't it? It's about a couple and a talking cat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to her husband at this uh, outdoor party that they gave for her in front of the Pacific Design Center, um, Mike Mills, who directed...
0: Oh, she's married uh, to Mike Mills? Yes, she is. Really? Wow. Oh, you know,
1: love...
0: oh, so they both have movies out this year? Yes. How funny.
1: And um, Beginners. Beginners. Was it the name mm-hmm. of his film?
3: Yeah.
1: And um, I, anyway, um, I said that that it says something uh, uh, for her. It, it uh, it's it's a mark of distinction and intrigue that she, there is a website called I Hate Miranda July. <laughs> if you've got people responding to you that way. You're doing something interesting you're, doing, you're you're not dull you know you, you know it makes you want to see their films oh
0: that's so funny I'll have to look that side up
1: yeah
0: <clears throat> so why do they hate her? Is she just really pretentious or something or
1: well, there's a big New York Times piece that um ran about two weeks ago in the new york times Ma- Sunday magazine that explained it <clears throat> pretty well
0: uh-huh meaning she's what. <clears throat>
1: Meaning that she's seen as being sort of a real foo-foo person.
0: Precious, yeah. overly precious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of in love with her own scent. and
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: She's a performance artist. Yeah, I, I never really kind of yeah. paid any attention to her until I saw the screening invitation. Um, but.
1: Well, the last one that she did was called You and Me and
0: Everyone We Know, right. Everyone
1: We Know, and that was in 05. And I did not see that. Uh, I'm afraid I, I didn't see it, even though... And I missed it at Cannes and everything. But um, so, uh, yes, there there is... Uh, but uh, anybody that draws the ire of people, I think, has got to be uh, seen.
0: Well, so. What did she say when you said that to her, by the way?
1: Oh, I did not speak to her because I really didn't have anything intelligent to say. And I just, you know, I, w- I hate saying to someone hi, very nice to see you. I intend to see your film one of these days. That that sounds so lame, so I don't say, unless I have something to say to them.
0: (laughs) Well, you did have something to say to her. (laughs) You know? Uh,
1: I could have asked her about the high I hate, but that would sound like I was trying to be snarky or something. I I didn't want to make her feel badly. It was a nice event for her, and I just felt, you know.
0: And she di- wrote and directed this movie, right? Just yeah, the future. And
1: stars. She's in it.
0: And stars. And it also co-stars uh, a really funny actor who was on um, uh, The Adventures of Old Christine. Okay. Um, he's actually really funny on that show. And he's he's probably the main reason why I want to see this movie. I want to see if he can translate it to movies and how funny he is. He was really good. Um right.
1: Can, can we suggest uh, just getting into this really quickly? This is a, a, a piece that Scott Feinberg sent to me this morning. And his uh, idea, uh, you might recall, it's basically, um, he was talking about, about, um, why am I blanking? Hey,
2: uh, Jeff, one, uh, one yeah. quick thing. To yeah. a heads yeah. up. I, have to, I have to bolt it. And I think, so- or, Sasha, you do too, right? Or 10.
0: Yeah, I got, yeah, well, can I can different. go till 10:15 at the latest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: I have yeah. to. I have to be out by 10. So okay. 10 minutes
0: oh, on. all right, Phil. Cool. So
1: let's uh, let's yeah. that's that's we've covered the box. Do you want
2: to cover anything else from box office? You want to talk about Drive quick before
0: I go?
1: Yeah, let's talk yeah. about
0: Drive.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to introduce that, Jeff, and then I'll I'll talk about you know why we're predicting what we're predicting.
1: Well, as we all know, we all saw a drive in in can and it uh, it's uh, it's a '70s uh, film that could have been directed by Walter Hill or by, um, by Michael Mann or, or Peter Yates back in the '70s, and it's very lean and 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 direct and, and a great car movie, but it's nowhere near the realm of Fast Five, Fast and Furious. It's it's much more stripped down, and of course, it's the first probably the really the first uh, uh, Hollywood-like uh, mainstream uh, cool guy performance by Ryan Gosling. So.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's we're, opening we're, this we're, Friday, can... is that right? It's opening? And so we're talking about what? No, it's,
2: no, it's not opening until September, but we released our oh. uh, initial conviction for it. And, and Jeff ran it on our site. We got some interesting reactions to it. But I mean, we think it's going to do pretty well. I, I mean, Ryan Gosling, you know, coming off of Crazy Stupid Love and and even the attention they got for you know Blue Valentine and, and you know Half Nelson and everything like that, this just seems like his you know star-making role. So we think it's going to be kind of a, a September sleeper hit. Um, mm. I, I do think even though it, Jeff and I, I totally believe you when you say that you know it's it's not even in the same world as as Fast Five, it's going to rope in at least a, a small portion of that audience because the the new trailer they released the red band one. Is excellent and it and it plays up the cards and it and everything like that. So um, it's one of those it. things where the marketing campaign will kind of trick people that would normally take a chance on something like this that's more character driven into into going to see it. And I, from what I read in terms of reviews, I mean, I think even if people are you know quote unquote into it, they're going to walk out satisfied. It seems to me just like a, a movie that plays going to play across the board. Okay. Um, so
0: yeah. <clears throat> I think that um, it also delivers on the violence front. Like, I think people, anybody who's going to be bored with the sort of, you know, touchy-feely aspect of it, um, the ethereal love story and, you know, the moodiness is, is just going to have the violent the violent scenes as a payoff, you know? Um, so I think it will do really well, and it'll have great word of mouth. I don't know how you walk out of that movie and not recommend it for someone to see, you know? It's really, yeah. it just sort of has everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So yeah, I mean, we're we're expecting big things out of that. So great, great. All right,
1: cool. Okay, cool. Nice talking to you, Phil. Talk okay. to you next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for having me. Guys. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay. So we've got 20 minutes uh, okay. you, uh, before you have to leave. Here's uh, here's an idea that uh, Scott Feinberg uh, pushed along. He was writing about Amy Winehouse, who passed uh, very suddenly and very sadly uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. 27, and his uh, idea is that. Um, that sometimes in a uh, that you're it's almost like a uh, it's almost better if it's not better to die young. I'm mean, he's not saying that, but he's saying that it, aesthetically it's almost better that some people when they go out when they're before their uh, their game goes down too far. It's that her her best game was had, had happened three four years ago, and she wasn't um, uh, showing any signs of. Um, of, of, of bouncing back she was in a really bad place with apparently with addiction problems and that uh it's there's a certain thing to be said for for, for dying younger rather than older
0: mm-hmm. so what is he saying about that exactly other than stating the obvious
1: uh nothing <laughs> the obvious
0: <laughs> that,
1: you know james dean uh, is is who he is now in the culture because he died at such a young age, right. you know. Montgomery Clift, Otis Redding, Jim Morrison, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
1: you know, Bob Marley. Uh, yeah, you, know, sure. Express, you know, they all, they all, their, their legend is cemented by leaving before they're seventy-five. That's that's basically it.
0: Um, well. Yeah, it's like that Blondie song, Die Young, Stay Pretty. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you do. You trade a certain immortality. In fact, um, funnily enough, you know, John, the writer Jonathan Franzen, who was friends with David Foster Wallace, who committed suicide, um, suicide is sort of like for writers the way overdose is for rock stars, you know, um, because if you commit suicide, if you're David Foster Wallace, you're immediately, you know, you, you just enter a whole new realm of, of readers. You know, worshiping you and and Jonathan Franzen. Actually, um, in the, I think it's in the New York Times. He wrote about it, and right. he jokes about it. He jokes how David Foster Wallace won up him finally, and that right. he'll have a kind of immortality that that Franzen will never have because he's not willing to kill himself. Right. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like those bloggers who committed suicide, um, Teresa Duncan and and um, Jeremy Blake. I don't know if you ever read about
1: them, but no. Wait a minute. Tell me about this.
0: Oh, you okay. don't know about these guys. Oh, you'd be kind of fascinated with this story. I'm surprised you never. Well, you got to Google um, Teresa Duncan was a beautiful blonde, kind of wannabe filmmaker, and Jeremy Blake was an uh, was an up and coming. Wait
1: no Yes, I did hear about this. Yeah. Okay. He followed her, or she followed. He yeah. followed
0: her into the into Rockaway Beach, and he drowned himself. She was in New York. It's a really creepy story. You should read the whole thing. Yeah. But they they thought Scientologists were following them. They were paranoid. They were, you know, some people say they were doing drugs, and yeah. she took an overdose. At, I think she was 36, and he was much younger. He was the one with real promise, and she was sort of dying on the vine. Um, by taking their own life, they sort of ensured that they would be remembered and known. And in a way, if you think of Amy Winehouse, she probably just felt like, what the hell? If I go out and I go out doing drugs at least I'll be well-remembered forever, you know? Celebrated, adored, forgiven, mm. you know? Even Michael Jackson was forgiven when he died, you know? It's just, once they die, that's it, all bets are off. You can't hate them anymore. You can't judge them anymore, Yeah. you know?
1: It's a very strange thing, but I, I, don't, I don't think that I've, two things, one, I don't think I fully appreciate, appreciated in, in my youth. Uh, that addiction really does take you away from yourself. It takes you away from so many things. Uh, I've seen addiction firsthand. Uh when I had an alcohol uh, issue in the mid nineties, I my father had uh, an issue that, mm. that that resulted in him going to AA. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it among friends. Yeah. Um it it is um and I think you just get older you start to appreciate, you know, what a what a gift and a in a continuing uh delight life can be if it works out and and you know you really do appreciate that that uh life is a life and death you have to make decisions and you really can die from the wrong decisions it's mm-hmm. and you kind of get that later on that it's uh it's it, it's everything's not just a kind of a exciting adventure there really is the threat of death around the corner if you don't watch your watch sure. your back uh,
0: oh absolutely no i I was just reading this book by this guy um who wrote about his uh you know being a junkie and, and robbing banks in order to pay for for his fix for 10 years or something like that and um death is just right there the whole time it could be it could be in a fire it could be you could be murdered you could overdose you know but it doesn't matter because you're you're just you feel sick and the drugs make you better you know it's so simple really yeah. Um, I don't get it. I've never, I mean, I, I kind of surround myself with addicts I have in the past, but I'm not one myself. So, yeah. and in fact, I don't like feeling altered and out of control. I just don't like that feeling. Anytime I drink too much at a party and I say too much, I always think I'm never taking another drink. Yeah. I swear <laughs> to God, I don't want to wake up in the morning and say, what the hell did I just say to that
1: person? The, but, um, um, the, that, uh, phrase that, um, the CNN guy, um, dr drew Mm. uh, i thought it was really it really chilled me i had never heard it put this way but he said that uh with opiate um, uh, addicts uh the chances of survival are much dimmer with opiate addicts than with many if not most cancers yeah once you get caught in an opiate uh, addiction wow uh, that was really putting it strongly. I would never really heard it put that way. and that uh, mm,
0: Me either. I uh, mean, it must be really hard to, you know, life is hard to face. It just yeah. is, especially as you get older and if things aren't quite working out, if your life feels like it's a disappointment, if you don't have something to live for every day, like if you don't have a kid or a job or some reason to wake up in the morning yeah. and go through your day. I can't oh. imagine what, you know, some people just zone out on TV. Some people zone out on food. Some people, you know. Um, drugs and alcohol, I just, I, I, I acknowledge that life is rough, you know, that it's harsh. And it, and you're right, it is beautiful, but it's only beautiful in moments. And it's only beautiful in moments because it's so horrible the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like Woody Allen says, the horrible and the miserable, you know, it's like, and then the beautiful,
3: you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's jarring when, and, and when a person who's got much more to live for than 99% of the of the populace.
0: Right, or isn't being bombed by, you know, some crazy person or shot or starved yeah. to death in Africa or yeah. <clears throat> even dying on the streets of Santa Monica because they can't get health insurance. You know, I mean, there are people who really suffer. Yeah. For some reason, we like to really marinate in these, like, people like Amy Winehouse who suffer for no apparent reason, you know, other than she's addicted to drugs, you know, Mm -hmm. that's her suffering. Yeah. And she's talented, you know, if she really wanted to do something with her life, she could have, but she just didn't seem happy. It was easy to me to see this coming from a long time ago. I think I told my sister who's a big fan of her music, you know, now she's going to die within 10 years. She'll
1: be dead. Wow. You said that? Yeah. Mm.
0: I was hoping I was wrong. I'm usually wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I was hoping my prediction would turn out that she would just clean it up and turn around. and Fine. But like you say, her career was going nowhere. So what did she have to live for, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well.
0: And finally, yes. you can't really sing like that unless you're a suffering person. You know, the that, that kind of Billie Holiday thing. It, it comes out of, although to compare Billie Holiday and Amy Winehouse is ridiculous, I know. But. Because Billie Holiday had a cause to suffer. You know, she was uh, growing I up.
1: I loved the sound of her voice. I thought it had that, that sassy quality. I like her better than Billie Holiday, frankly. I, th- I thought mm. her wonderful. And she was such a good singer, too.
0: She know? was a good singer. She was a really good singer. But And I think that she must have just been really depressed. you know. And a lot of that depression fed into why she was good, why she felt the music you know, the way she did.
1: She she does a rendition of someone to watch over me, which I was just listening to. That she's really something. You know? Yeah, she was. You know? It's really yeah. a mess. Um, well, last, very last topic. Well, uh, uh, this is something I just got into because um, Carrie Mulligan was down at Comic Con and being interviewed by uh, people from I think it was Empire about uh, about Baz Luhrmann's 3D Great Gatsby, which they're going to begin. Uh, fairly soon, I think September or something, they're going to start rehearsal. And uh, that's done in Australia.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and she said she's uh, she's terrified uh, naturally. And I said, and I was just thinking, well, that's natural because all creative endeavor involves fear. If you're not afraid, the fear gets your gets your fires going, and uh, you know it sharpens mm-hmm. your game. And you don't want to do something that you can just toss off in your sleep. You know, you want to do a challenge. So she's, that's what makes her a first, first rate. Uh,
0: oh, God, is she good, man. Yeah. I, you know, I thought she was great in the first movie that she made, you know, whatever it was called. I can't remember <laughs> her yeah. Oscar nominated, an education. She's great in that. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe she's just good at being pretty and vulnerable. Okay, fine. So then she does Wall Street, too. She's great in that. Mm. And then I see her in Drive. Amazing performance by oh, that her was in
1: great. Drive. Yeah, loved her in that. Yeah. And
0: so now I've finally, after this movie, I see what a versatile actress she is. She's mm-hmm. just got a quality that nobody else has. It really is that true vulnerability that's just
1: right. so
0: appealing. I can't wait to see her in this. I, you know, I just is great. I want to watch her forever. I hope she keeps mm-hmm. acting forever.
1: And it really breaks my heart that I, I got tickets to see her in the adaptation, the stage adaptation of. The Ingmar Bergman film Through a Glass Darkly in which she basically played a uh, depressed uh, batshit crazy uh, uh, woman
0: oh yeah it's a great Bergman movie yeah
1: and uh, my my two sons saw it and were, told me that it was pretty strong pretty intense stuff So. and uh, that
0: she was I think I read what Chet Jet or Dylan one of them wrote about it which was that she showed a side of herself that they'd never seen before right Right. Yeah. Yep. So I agree with you. I wish I had seen that. Are they going to put it on video or anything like, so we can see it?
1: That would be nice, wouldn't it? I would yeah. love to see it on uh, on some kind of, yeah, that would be great. Um, um, it would seem to me that uh, uh, what percentage of the population is going to make it to that theater and see it anyway. So, yeah, that, that would be would make total sense.
0: So. I would love that, yeah. Well, all in all, it looks like it's shaping up to be an interesting Oscar year. It's about to get started, too. Like, um, August is when yeah. the studios start doing all their Oscar ad buys. All right. They start, and then September, um, it begins in proper. So yeah. we'll actually have a reason to do this podcast every week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, so one more thing. What about this whole Lex G situation? He's a star, baby. He's a star. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: I'm sure that uh, he feels um, uh, in, on, in some way uh, uh, validated by being heard mm. and- Pondered in England. Um, yeah. Oh, you know.
0: So they know of him on your site, right? That's how they yeah. know of him. Yeah. Oh, it's so great, Jeff. God, everybody reads you. So. Um,
1: but he wouldn't call them back.
0: <laughs> Wait, is that what, what happened?
1: happened? I, I. He wanted to talk to him, the the writer. At, um, Tim uh, from The Observer and uh, I gave him Lex's uh, email and he doesn't get back to me. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> well, he's embarrassed.
1: The funny <laughs>
0: thing about Lex is really, underneath it all, he's he's a sweet guy and he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's shy and he's, you know, I mean, he really is shy underneath it all, I think.
1: Hey, listen, if you're going to be a star, you can't be shy. That's no, I know. Well,
0: that's this is where drugs come into play. <laughs> 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 Give them some cocaine and, you know, they're great on stage. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just ignore what I said, people listening. It's not drugs will kill you. But... Um... Yeah, it's hard to be... He's great online, Lex. You know, his his online voice comes through. What he's not good at, what he shouldn't do is stand-up comedy, you know? I know he's great at that. Like, when you see him on video, he's funny and he's great, but he just he's too sensitive for it. He can't handle all that stuff. Yeah. So he's that's why I think he's more suited to doing online stuff, where he can kind of protect himself and control his image and, you know... Yeah. But that was exciting to read about him in The Guardian. <laughs> I was pretty <laughs> impressed. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, okay. guess... well enjoy the uh, rest of the day. It was very nice speaking. Nice speaking yeah, I you, I do too. urge that you get to see um, the, the Guard. It is, I'm, yeah. I'm not just talking through my hat. It is uh, definitely going to be discussed, at the very least, in terms of original screenplay and uh, actor it really original is original
0: screenplay so. and actor okay I'll check it out I'll keep it on my radar
1: it's gonna make it or you know it's gonna but Brendan Gleeson certainly on the Spirit Award level and it's and it, for a person uh, evaluating and calibrating the, the best of the years and you know the quality level stuff it's your cup of tea and you gotta see it just Great. like uh,
0: I will absolutely oh. on your word so maybe I'll see you with that Miranda July screening
1: Friday morning at 11 o'clock mm-hmm.
0: right yep that means I have to skip yoga for it that's a bummer <laughs> Oh,
1: well. Okay. All right, Mr. Uh, Wells. How long, is the, how long is the class, by the way, the yoga class? It's an hour and a half,
0: and I go Monday, Wednesday, Fridays from 1030 to noon. It's All a right. great...
1: And it's a breathing thing as well uh, as a, uh, a, a stretching thing, and uh, right? No, it's, yeah,
0: it's muscle building. It's flexibility. It helps your back. But mainly it's, you know, you just sit there and you sweat because you're, you know, it you really is hard, but it... What it does for your muscles is amazing, your, you know, your legs, your arms, everything. So I haven't had any back problems since I started doing yoga, none. Oh, wonderful. Okay, good. Yeah,
1: you should do it, Jeff. Uh, I, uh, there's a class right up there at 24-Hour Fitness. All I have to do is just walk up three blocks, and there I am.
0: Give it a try and see what you think. Okay. I think you'll love it. Good advice. Yes. All right, well, have a nice day, and I will yes. talk to you soon.
1: We'll talk soon. Okay.
0: Well. All right, you too. Bye. You've been listening to Oscar Poker with Jeffrey Wells from HollywoodElsewhere.com, Sasha Stone from AwardsDaily.com, and Phil Contrino from BoxOffice.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OscarPodcast, and we will be back next week. The two musical selections um, are Jay Giles Band, Love Stinks, and The Pretenders Covering Needle and the Damage Done. Thanks for listening
3: of you baby can I have some more oh, damage done